Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Divine Intuitive Podcast. I am your host, Marissa Rose, and today we have a special guest, Britta Hamilton. Hi. The first question is, what's your name, where you're from, and what's your niche? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my name is Britta Hamilton, where I'm from. Huh. What answer do you want to that question? Like where I'm from originally, where I live now? Doesn't really matter. It's up to you. <laughs> okay. I mostly grew up in Georgia. I'm in Texas right now. But for the last two years, I've been um, on Maui in Hawaii. And what I do is I'm a feminine empowerment coach. So that means that I help women align with the natural rhythm of their body, primarily their menstrual cycle, to create more ease and flow in their life. That is so beautiful. <laughs> All right. So what's your story? Mm. Related to business in particular, because we could go a lot of different directions <laughs> with this. Um, anything like your background story or your mm. business or a bit of both. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So a couple years ago, no, like five, a handful of years ago at this point, I deconstructed the belief system I was raised in, which was pretty conservative Christianity. And as I was deconstructing that, I started to feel this like longing need for other sources of belonging, other expressions of, yeah, like spirituality, but really just a place of belonging. And so, and direction, I think I'd gotten so much of my direction, my life purpose, obviously spirituality from the religion I was raised in. And because I was no longer identifying with that, I really like needed something to fill in those gaps a little bit, something else I could channel some of that energy into. And so I found the world of, I would call it like transformational coaching. And I was finding the coaching I started receiving to be really powerful and impactful and mm, helpful in my life. But it felt like there was something missing, like something about the way the whole coaching world was set up felt like part of my self was being dismissed. Now I look back and I can see, oh, it's like my feminine nature was being dismissed. It was very masculine, very linear, very everything fits into this neat little box. And there was kind of a dismissal of the emotional reality or women's changing hormones, which I really didn't know much about at the time. And so I was kind of grappling with, okay, I found this place that feels purposeful and there's a lot of belonging in it. And something's missing? Is it just me? Like what's going on here? And around that time, I was introduced to the concept of inner seasons or the phases we experience each month throughout our menstrual cycle and how impactful those are for those of us who bleed have menstrual cycles. And that kind of created uh, like a little click in my brain, an aha moment of, oh, like this is what it is. There's nothing wrong with this coaching. It's just operating in a very linear muscular system and as a more feminine identified cyclical being parts of this just need to be altered and changed and so I began implementing that wisdom in my own life pretty like intensely I would say um and like very quickly so it uh, became key to how I was living I started adjusting my life to live around my cycle and setting my goals in alignment with that and so after doing that for a couple years I just organically began sharing it with a lot of people I knew and it basically led me to becoming what I called myself a feminine empowerment coach so helping women take take that wisdom that information and apply it in a practical way to their lives yeah so that's ultimately what led me here wow okay so I have to say how did you 
get from a place of masculine energy and then stepping into your feminine energy especially with your moon cycle mm -hmm. yeah i would say it's still a daily practice honestly and so a big part what i love about the menstrual cycle or the moon cycle if you want to call it that is that it kind of gives us it gives us set weeks where the purpose for that week if you look at what your body is naturally prompting you to do is kind of set so it's not this grappling of like oh what am i supposed to do today it's kind of clear of okay here is this week that is designed more for rest and reflection so let's lean into those today which those are going to be more feminine qualities and then here is this week that's designed more naturally your body is going to push you toward productivity and extroversion and being out in the world and accomplishment things that we might consider more masculine qualities and so there's this interesting balance that's actually created within the feminine cycle or the menstrual cycle, the moon cycle, that allows for both expressions of feminine energy and masculine energy. So leading into those is what has been really helpful for me. And then slowing down and listening to my body, which honestly, it's, it's a daily practice. I would say I possess a lot of feminine energy and I am very driven. Like it's very easy for me to slip into that masculine way of being just like, go, 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 drive, drive, drive. When is the stop? However, living that way continually, what led me to burnout, it leads a lot of people to burnout. So it's almost knowing that, okay, if I drive and push myself constantly, that's actually the less productive thing to do in the long run. Cause then you get sick or you get depressed or you get super anxious or you just get overwhelmed. And suddenly you have to stop everything to recover, which sets you back in the long run. That's so cool. So how did you like integrate this? Like, especially with people who have cycles and have their own business, how do they like integrate? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's actually easiest when you have your own business. It's It tends to be a little more challenging for anyone who's still like working under the corporate world. Not that it can't be done, it absolutely can. However, obviously, if you're not controlling your own schedule, there's only so much you can do. Um, a lot of women I support work in a typical work environment as you know business people, as educators, where they're working for someone else. And there is so much support that your menstrual cycle can give you in that. And you can align everything in your life with it when you're running your own schedule with your business, which is kind of nice. Um, so, I mean, I could kind of talk through the inner seasons if you wanted and explain like what those are and how you align with each one of them. Is that a direction you'd like to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so there are four main inner seasons and these are just a way of expressing the four phases of the menstrual cycle. Like we could call them the phases of the menstrual cycle. I like the term inner seasons because it's a little easier, I think, for everyone to wrap their minds around. We're all familiar with the seasons of the year and what those kind of represent energetically, even if you haven't sat down to think about it before, it's pretty easy to get an idea for what that season could mean. So winter is a time of stillness everything in the world has gone to sleep it's under the snow it's not a time of harvest it's not a time of productivity it's a time to like hunker down in your house with a warm fire if you live somewhere that experiences a typical you know winter of course spring is this time of coming back to life the earth is blooming um there are flowers out and the birds are buzzing around you know and it's 
rising energy. Summer is a time of vibrancy and warmth and abundant growth where you're wanting to be out and doing all the things. And then fall, autumn is a time of harvest. So like wrapping up what has um, been grown throughout the year and then beginning to slow down and prepare for winter. So each of those metaphors aligns with a distinctive hormonal phase of your menstrual cycle. So menstrual cycle meaning not just like when you bleed, of course, but the whole month, right? So the whole month of changing these ebbing and flowing hormones and energies. So your inner winter is going to be that time when you're bleeding. So your period, the days when you're actually like you're bleeding. Then inner spring is going to be the week following that. Medically, this is called like the follicular phase um, or the pre-ovulatory phase. The summer is going to be the week of your ovulatory phase, the week surrounding ovulation. Obviously, you only ovulate for a day or two, but it's the energy of that that spans about a week. And then autumn is going to be your pre-menstrual phase. So when we look at aligning specific tasks in business, I'll just give one example and then we can decide how deep we want to go into (laughs) each of these. Um, Inner winter, that time when you're bleeding, what your body's really calling you to do is to slow down. Like if you look at what your body is like physically doing, it's releasing a lot of blood. All of your hormones, all of your sex hormones are at their absolute lowest, which means your energy is at its absolute lowest. And so what your what your body, what your womb is inviting you to do is rest. Like stop going, especially on days one and two, rest as much as you can. And sometimes as much as you can is 30 minutes of really intentional rest. And sometimes it's most of the day, you know, it depends on your work schedule, where it falls in the week, weekend, et cetera. Um, And so as we're being invited to rest, days one and two could be that time of the month when you're like, okay, this is my personal self-retreat time. And then around day three, estrogen starts to rise a little bit, which combined with this time of rest really enhances our ability to receive inspiration, um, intuition, and clarity. So it's a time when we can usually see the bigger picture a little more clearly so long as we are leaning into rest. And so in your business, what this time is really good for is brainstorming, like, okay, what's coming for the next month? What do I want to be leaning into? What insights am I getting that I've been too almost energized and distracted the rest of the month to really see clearly and integrate? And how can I, okay, first of all, be still enough to hear that inspiration, record it in some way, and then look at my map or plan or calendar for the next month and decide, okay, how can I practically bring this from brainstorming into like put it on my calendar, put it on my schedule, start um, aligning things with my upcoming inner seasons. That is beautiful. I did not know that. Oh my goodness. I know so much now. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So my next question is what does energetic alignment look like or feel like to you? So Yeah, so I could go straight into like the menstrual cycle answer, but I would say overall, I would say energetic alignment is listening to your body. I think it's just, it's listening to the body. Like what is the body telling you? This body that is really a person in its own right. I think it can be so easy in this Western culture we live in to get caught up in 
the mental side of ourselves. Like that's so how we are taught to identify is like we identify with our minds and our thoughts. And then I think it can also be easy to like swing into like the spiritual world or spiritual realm or those kind of teachings and get really caught up in, no, I'm just my spirit. Both of those are very, just can be very dismissive of the body, but like the body is you, it is your teacher. It's giving you so many clues and signals, whether that's that you know, feeling in your gut of like, this is a wrong situation. Like I need to get out of here right now. Or that feeling of like, yes, my body is saying yes to this. This feels good. This feels aligned. Or I was supposed to do like 12 things today. And my body is telling me it needs to rest. Like what I need to do right now is rest. And so, so much of yeah, menstrual cycle alignment, but I think energetic alignment overall is honoring our bodies as these teachers and these signal givers that are, in my opinion, at least more tapped into the energetic or spiritual realm, however you want to name it sometimes than we are because we're identifying with the mind, right? And so our bodies can kind of prompt us okay is this a day for rest is this a day for connection is this interaction with this person going to be helpful i would say for me a lot of energetic alignment is it's listening to the body it's listening to the body's promptings and understanding that our energetic selves our spiritual selves our mental selves our emotional selves our intuitive selves like however you want to name it is not something that is separate from the body it is all connected we are like holistic completely integrated beings right we can't just like treat our bodies as second class citizens and expect to be like energetically aligned we can't just dismiss um mental like triggers we're having and expect that our body is going to be healthy. So it's like, it's all intertwined. So for me, I often teach my clients like, okay, listen to your body because it's a little more tangible. It's easier to connect with. And we have been so taught to disconnect from it. However, once you step into the teaching or the mindset or a community that's encouraging you, like check in with your body, how are you doing right now? We can look for real physical cues. Whereas sometimes just being like, well, what do you feel intuitively? What do you feel energetically? A lot of us don't even know what that means. And so the body can be almost like a gateway or introduction to that, I believe. Wow, that's, that's another perspective. That's amazing. All right. So my next question is, how do you balance your business with your personal life? Mm-hmm. Alignment with my inner seasons. Like that's, that's really how I do it. So it is knowing that when I'm in my inner summer, so that ovulatory phase, when your energy is at its highest, your energy is at its highest because your estrogen and your testosterone peak. And when your estrogen peaks, it also increases your production of serotonin and endorphins. So it's like all the happy chemicals, that feeling of I can do everything. Um, if you wanted to give this phase an archetype, it would be like the goddess or the mother, the mother who is nurturing and can take care of all the things and run her business and raise her kids and have her friends and have her relationship. Like she's got it all going on. And so it's really this like superwoman energy and using that inner summer energy for a lot of social events and the biggest things in my business. So not trying to plan a huge business event and a ton of social gatherings in my late inner autumn or inner winter when what I really need, most people need, and especially 
for myself because I would identify more as an introvert, it's very important for me to have alone rest time during that phase. So when I'm not, like I feel the impacts of it. So understanding when throughout the month, when throughout my own cycle, some is just understanding the menstrual cycle overall. And some is because I have tracked my cycle for so many years. I know the things that are specific to me, which is some of what I lead my clients in is, okay, yes, this is kind of the big map, but you are an individual and things are going to show up differently for you than they might for others. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. So... My next question is, what do you think about love and what does love mean to you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's such a good question. Mm. Mm, I'm like, I definitely feel in myself a pressure to come up with like a really <laughs> well-spoken answer. So I'm just like naming that and going to let it go. Uh, it's so interesting. So like what I'm feeling in my body right now is just thinking about the word love I feel so much mm, like peace and settledness and belonging and then of course my little mind is like come up with a good answer come up with a good answer <laughs> but my body is like oh love like that's it that that's what we believe in at the end of the day I'm, I'm saying we for myself that's what I believe in at the end <laughs> of the day is the power of love and when I think about love yeah my brain goes to a few different places like okay the love of the universe, the love of the divine, um, like this love force that kind of animates all of existence. That's kind of the belief system I tend to lean toward right now. And then also like personal love, romantic love, friendship love, familial love. Hmm. What's really interesting for me with love is because I came out of a religious system that was very structured and dogmatic dogmatic might be a kind of intense word for what my religious upbringing was but it was just very like this is the way these are the rules this is what love is it follows these very strict parameters versus what I now align with more which is it's all good like it's all love there's so much beauty in all of it like I look at the earth and creation and nature and I just see so much love in like the way the rain waters the grass and the way the wind moves through the trees and the way um, animals kill each other and eat each other and feed each other and like this cycle, the cycle of life, right? Mm -hmm. So even this like, okay, there is this sacrifice, this thing dies, but it feeds into the life of something else and how much love there is in that. Yeah. And then when I think about relational love, I think it's so interesting. I really have not like sat down and been like, what is my belief on love these days? Except for that, I believe that love is, like I said, like the animating force of humanity, like of the good parts of humanity. Um, hmm. I was taught that love is all about like selflessness and sacrifice. And I think there's a lot of truth and beauty in that. And I think that love doesn't require you to reject yourself, right? Love is from this place of overflow and warmth. And it's not, oh, I have to dismiss my own needs in order to care for someone else all the time. Cause that can be really unhealthy. Um, it's yeah. this place of, 
God, I desire to give to you. I desire to give to this cause. I desire to give to the earth because I feel so much like affinity with it, like connection. I see myself in this thing. And why would I not want to love this reflection of myself as well as I can? I love that. How would you answer that question? <laughs> I think, see, I never asked myself that question. <laughs> I asked other people. <laughs> so what, love, what does love mean to me? Um, so it could go multiple ways. It could be self-love just taking care of myself and having that inner peace and happiness and freedom within me. But then another road is practically giving with love towards other people because I love people. I love connecting. I have so much love to give to others. Um, and sometimes when I give so much love to others, I don't recognize that to give myself love so I think it's just I guess I, I just love to give and make sure other people are filled with love too within themselves mm, I love that I like <laughs> loving to give that like spirit of giving yeah that's yeah. A kind of a great way to conceptualize it Perfect. All right. So my next question is, what is the one thing you do for yourself weekly, monthly, or daily? I want to go with a monthly <laughs> one because menstrual cycle right happens once a month or we go through a cycle once a month. So a huge part of my self-care and like really self-love practice too is like I was saying, honoring that inner winter bleeding time, especially days one and two really deeply. And so for me, one of my favorite rituals to do around this time is a ceremonial bath. So I get like all my things. I get like my candles and my crystals <laughs> and my essential oils and my smoke bundles. Like I get all, all the things and it's all the things um, and set it up into this really like sacred space and add Epsom salts to the bath because that helps right with cramping being in um, being in warm water with magnesium actually is very a practical thing to do for your cycle if you feel crampy or mm, just kind of tense and so there's that practical side of self-care but then I use it really to meditate and journey into my womb space in a meditative way and connect with that part of myself almost as like a guide um, or like a divine spirit and so asking my womb for guidance like what do I need to know right now what do you want to tell me um, kind of like conversations with my higher self would be I think the best way I would like verbalize it yeah but using that time to meditate and relax and be present um mm -hmm. i love that it's one of my favorite things to do in the month and sometimes i do it you know throughout the month as well but i really try to do it very intentionally on days one or two of my bleed because the gifts each inner season or phase of your cycle has distinctive gifts and some of the gifts of that inner winter bleeding time are intuition and clarity and reflection and so there's there's a real ability to connect with 
your body, yes, but also with the spiritual realm, if that's something you believe in, which, like, let's be real, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast does, um, <laughs> but it's on the name, you know, like, you're not tuning in if you're like, I don't believe in the spiritual realm at all, um, and actually women, women report feeling more spiritually aligned in their, during their period, not, I mean, this is not like reporting to me, this is on um, university-led studies, women report feeling more spiritually wow. connected during that time, because, yeah, if you look what's happening with your hormones, everything settled down so you're calm enough if you're not over pushing yourself and not driving yourself to burnout you're calm enough that you can hear and receive so I love using that ritual as a way to receive and come back to myself and because it's a monthly occurrence it really allows me not to ever get too far from self-care even if I've slipped into a couple weeks or a month where I'm just like driving 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 going too hard it's like okay we're never going more than a month without completely resetting and checking in I love that oh my goodness that sounds like that ritual sounds so beautiful you gave me chills. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I think I might do that because I I guess some of us don't connect with our womb as often as we should, especially during the monthly periods. Totally. Yeah, we're just so not taught to. I mean, I didn't at all until I stepped into this work myself. I'd never, the only time I ever thought about my womb was like as a thing was, okay, if somebody mentions like pregnancy and then you're like kind of think about a womb conceptually, but not as like, oh, I have a womb and what does that mean? Mm. Um, so for myself, the only time I would really think about it was if my period was late and I was like, oh shit, am I pregnant? When I didn't want to be, that's pretty much it, right? Like that was like the extent of when I would really think about it. Or if I was on my period, I didn't even think about, oh, this is coming from my uterus from this womb space. It was just like, oh, I'm bleeding. I better deal with this. And so we're just so not to connect. We're so not taught to. Oh. <laughs> Can you hear me? No. <laughs> just struggling today. You know what? You know what my computer just tried to do? It just said connected <laughs> AirPods. My AirPods are in their case in my closet. <laughs> Ooh, I love Apple, but sometimes what are what are we doing here? That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I think I was going off on my tangent again That's about like okay. connect with our bodies. Um yeah, we're just we're so not taught to connect with our bodies holistically, but especially parts that cannot be seen, one especially a part of our bodies that is so connected with feminine energy because this is an energy that's been dismissed and dishonored for the last 2000 plus years of human history so why would we connect with this thing that is literally the representation of the feminine of this life and death rebirth ability to give life ability to shed and become something new again and again and again why would we want to connect with that if everything in our culture dismisses that energy, right? So it's, yeah, it's really something that requires intentionality. And it's funny we're talking about this. And I love, you know, I love that we were able to connect because we don't really normalize the word period. We don't normalize the word womb. It 
to some people it may sound i guess dirty but it's not yeah. and i love that we're actually talking about this through this podcast mm-hmm. and i do have another question that just came yeah. up so when we talk about like periods and wombs and we kind of talk to our womb do you also like recommend like having sex during your period or using like kind of like a yoni wand because that's very like crystal spiritual like as well do you recommend anything Mm -hmm. like that yeah i don't i don't have a recommendation for or against like sex whether it's like with a partner or like using a wand like for yourself i don't have a recommendation for or against that because first of all there's nothing wrong with right Mm -hmm. there's nothing like obviously it's totally fine to have sex when you're bleeding there's nothing um like unclean or harmful about that and for some women it can you can crave sex more during that time because your body's like craving a release from the cramping right and so intercourse is going to give you like a massage basically an internal massage and so I've heard from some women they're like wait I know my sex hormones are at their lowest but why do I crave sex so much right now and often when I start to ask more questions the answer is oh I feel really achy and crampy down there and that's going to relieve it and then an orgasm is going to give me that little oxytocin release which is going to help my body relax and feel good um so my recommendation would be do what your body wants, like listen to your body, use, use your body's cues and promptings as a guide. And it's also totally normal to not be interested in sex at all when you're around your period. I would definitely say that if you're not interested in it during your period, like don't, don't change your mind about that. Like don't cave into a partner who's like, well, I really want to have sex right now. If you're not injured, obviously ever, but I would say, especially if it's around your period, I would not dismiss that prompting because it is this time to really come home to yourself. And so if coming home to yourself says, we don't want anyone else's energy right now, we don't want anyone else's body near us, really honor that. And if coming home to yourself is saying like, yes, I'm craving sex, that feels so good. Or I'm craving like masturbation with a tool, or I'm craving just using a crystal wand more for like yoni de-armoring or just like releasing some stress tension in there listen to that there's you know there's no like right or wrong thing to do in relation to that amazing all right so my next question is what advice would you give to the audience that is currently listening to this podcast So I, my, ooh, so many options. I mean, especially doing the work I do, my advice to anyone who menstruates would be start connecting with that part of yourself, like start listening to and honoring your cyclical nature. And so that can sound like a really big daunting thing. And so my simplest piece of advice would be start honoring the first one or two days of your bleeding time. So the first one or two days of your period, slowing down a little, taking some time to rest. This could be as simple as, oh, I could go out drinking with my friends tonight, or I'm going to stay home and I'm going to like take a bath and I'm going to put on my comfy clothes and I'm going to get in bed and drink some tea. And I'm just going to spend a few minutes reflecting on this past month and really tuning in and connecting with myself. So maybe that's through a spiritual practice you have, maybe that's through journaling, maybe that's just through meditation or sitting quietly. 
That would be my advice would be honor that part of yourself, try it for a couple months and see how it starts to impact the rest of your life. Um, one interesting experience I had with this was before I started my cycle awareness practice, I was getting sick like every three months like on the dot, like it was like clockwork, like every three months I was getting sick, like just some kind of cold or something weird. And I knew, I knew what, like my immune system was good. Like I eat very healthy. I was fed very well growing up. So I knew it wasn't like, okay, I have all these like weird gut things or my immune system is compromised. Like I knew my immune system was fine. And so I was I actually started tracking it before I began my cycle awareness practice. I started tracking how often I was getting sick and I saw for a couple of years, it was like every three months. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, this is not normal. Once I began my cycle awareness practice, specifically resting during my period, I stopped getting sick. Now in the past three years, I have been sick maybe three times, two or three, right? So like way better percentage, like once a year or less than once a year compared to four times a year. And what I believe now looking back is that my body was just burning out. I was hitting a place of burnout. And I feel like I've heard this said by a lot of people, if you don't choose a time to rest, your body will choose it for you. And so what your body is naturally giving you each month is this time of bleeding if you menstruate to, to rest. And so honoring that and seeing how it impacts your energy overall, your creativity overall, your connection with yourself, your connection with your intuition, um, I would be, yeah, not surprised at all if someone tries honoring that restful time just for two months in a row and sees a great improvement in quality of life overall. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's so beautiful. <laughs> All right. So my next and final question is where can the audience find you? Mm -hmm. So I'm on Instagram at Britta.Hamilton. I'm on TikTok at Britta.Hamilton. And my website is BrittaHamilton.com. And if you go to, well, really Instagram, TikTok, or my website, they all have like links to all the things. I have some free guides if you're interested in this work and connecting with your inner seasons and you want to get started. So I have a couple of free guides. The one I would recommend starting with is called an introduction to inner seasons. And it gives an overview of each inner season, what's happening hormonally in your body, what the gifts of that phase are and how to use it to create more ease and productivity in your life so that would be a great a great resource if you're like okay i want to learn more how do i go about this it's very mm, it's like condensed it gives a good bit of information but in just like one or two pages so it doesn't have to be this commitment of like oh, i'm reading this whole packet it's very palatable amazing so do you carry any oracle cards with you or anything like that i have tarot cards yes okay so through this podcast we kind of do arc cards or tarot card uh, pull for the collective. Mm -hmm. Would you like to do one? I would love to for my cards. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a second. I got to grab them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I will preface this by saying I have tarot cards. Do I know what all of them mean? Absolutely not. So I always look it up. And did this come with a book? No, because I went with style and prettiness over practical. Um, but they are made by someone on Etsy. Uh, it's Saint Soleil. They're a really beautiful deck. And her name is Britta, which I love. I was like, obviously, I need these cards. 
So I always just like, I mean, if you, you know, you know way more than I do, obviously, about this. So you can just tell them what the card means or I can look it up on my phone. That's always what I do when I pull for myself. I just look up on Biddy Tarot. This is all you. Yeah. Okay. They're so pretty, though. I love gold. Gold and black. Okay, so I pulled Ace of Swords. Just gonna look that up. Hmm. Ace of Swords, okay. So for you listening to this podcast, the key words for this are breakthrough, new ideas, mental clarity, and success. And so it marks a wave of new energy from the intellectual realms. It may mean that you're on the verge of a significant breakthrough or a new way of thinking that allows you to view the world with clear eyes, or you may have a sudden realization or conscious understanding about an issue that has been troubling you and can finally see the path ahead of you. So meditate regularly to clear away the mental chatter and make the most of this intellectual potential. And this sign should be seen as in, as a sign, or this card should be seen as a sign of encouragement because it shows that your mind is in expansion mode, that you're open to new ideas, craving stimulation, um, that you thrive on inspiration, original thinking and vision, and you're excited to pursue new opportunities that draw upon your creative and intellectual abilities. And some of the advice it gives, the question is, okay, so how might you draw on this ACE's motivation and take action on your new idea? So ACE, of course, being like one is the beginning of the journey, but you can sense the energy building up and can't wait to get started. So if you channel this energy into the right moves, then you'll succeed in your endeavors. And just remember the road ahead can be bumpy at times. There are going to be challenges along the way. But if you maintain a success mindset, you will navigate these hurdles with ease. It also encourages you to pursue the truth of the matter, find justice. And as you do so, you'll find increasing clarity on your new situation so that you can view the world with truth and conviction. In other words, you are ready for battle. Oh, like it so beautiful mm -hmm. amazing well thank you so much for joining this podcast today yeah thank you for having me it was a delight to be here i love this the tarot poll this is great <laughs> all right well have a beautiful day and thank you so much <laughs> thank you you too bye Marissa. bye